five quick divrei Torah on the parsha with Rabbi Gil, student of TorahMusings.com. Bahar, number one, the power of Sinai. Parsha's Bahar begins in Vayikra, Chofhe Alephai, Daber Hashem al Moshe, Bahar Sinai Lemor. And Hashem spoke to Moshe at Har Sinai, at Mount Sinai, saying, and then it continues with the command for Shemitah, the sabbatical year, to rest the land for a year. Rashi asks, Ma'in and Shemitah, Eitzel Har Sinai. Why does the Torah mention Har Sinai on this mitzvah of Shemitah? It's unclear what Rashi's question is. He goes on to give an answer, but what's the question? The command for Shemitah was given at Har Sinai. That's why it's mentioned. Maharam Shik explains that the reason we keep the mitzvahs, the reason that we know that these commandments come from Hashem, is because of what happened at Har Sinai. At Mount Sinai, Hashem gave the Ten Commandments. Hashem spoke to Moshe and to all of us, and we all heard it. And afterwards, that's why we know afterwards, all the commandments came from Hashem through Moshe to us. So the commandments that we got from Moshe, we know, came from Hashem because of Har Sinai, because of the revelation at Mount Sinai. Shemitah is different though. Shemitah, we know, comes from Hashem because every six years, every seven years, a miracle happens. After six years of working the land and, and harvesting the produce and having a normal economy, we rest the economy, the agrarian economy, for a year. That should spell disaster, but it doesn't. Miraculously, somehow we survive. And the, the produce from the sixth year lasts not only for the sixth year, but also for the seventh year and into the beginning of the eighth year. And because of that miracle, that's how we know the mitzvah of Shemitah comes from Hashem. We don't need Har Sinai for that. Uh, that's why the Rashi asked the question, Ma'inin Shemitah, it's Har Sinai. Why mention Har Sinai he, here? That's not why we keep the mitzvah of Shemitah. Number two, a good rest. On the seventh year, the Torah says in Vayikra, Chafebez, the land should rest, Shabbos Lashem, a rest for Hashem. Rashi says, Shabbos Lashem, L'Shem Hashem. You sh- this land should rest for the sake of Hashem. Keshem Shinem Rebbe Shabbos Bracious. Just like it says on Shabbos Bracious. On the seventh day of the week, we rest for the sake of Hashem. So too, the seventh year, the Shemitah year, the sabbatical year, we rest for the sake of Hashem. Divrei Shol explains that resting one day a week, it could be you rest because you need a day off from work. You recharge your batteries, you restore your strength, and the next day you go out to work stronger than you were before. So too, you might say that by Shemitah, you rest the land for a year, so that you rest, the land rests, everyone becomes, recharges their batteries, restores its strength, and in the eighth year, when the cycle begins over, you go out and you work even more, and you produce more. So he says, no, that's that's what this is ta- coming to teach us. No, it has to be Shabbos Lashem. You rest on Shabbos on the seventh day of the week, not because you want a day off from work, but because Hashem commanded us to. It's an oath, it's a sign between us and Hashem. And so too the Shemitah. We don't rest because we want a year off, because the, we, the land, we want the land to rest for a year. It's because Hashem commanded us. We do it because of the command, not because of the desire to rest. Number three, resurrecting the dead. Tosfus on Sota Daf Hamad Aleph quote a saying from Chazal that someone who lends with interest, Hamalve Beribis, he is not going to stand in, in the resurrection of the dead. He will not be resurrected during the general the general resurrection of the dead. Why should lending with interest be punished uh, with a lack of res- being part of the resurrection? 
Bixav Sofer on this week's parsha explains based on Vaikra Chafhei Lamed Hey and Lamed Vav. Lamed Hey talks about when uh, someone becomes poor, you have to help him out. You have to help bring him out of poverty by giving him tzedakah or lending him money. The next pasuk Lamed Vav says Al Tikach Mito Neshech Vesarbis. You cannot lend him with interest. You may not, and if you do that, Vechei Achicha Imach, and then your brother will live with you. Explains the Ksav Sofer, an Ani, someone who is poor, is Chash of Kames. He's considered as if he is dead. He does not have what needs what he needs, and therefore, through the uh, poverty, he is considered as if he is dead. By helping him, by alleviating, by bringing him out of the poverty, you are bringing him back to life. And if you lend with interest, you are preventing him from from escaping poverty. Therefore, you are not bringing him back to life. And as a punishment, Amal Beribis is not also not brought back to life with the Trias Amesim. Number four, be a good boss. The Torah says that if you have a servant, you cannot give him oppressive work. In Vaikra Chafhei, Memgimelo, Sir Dovo, Beforech, Rashi gives an example. Don't ask your servant to warm up a cup of tea for you if you don't want it hot. Some people like it lukewarm, some people like it room temperature, some people like it hot. If you want it hot, then it's work. It's proper work to ask your servant to do that. But if you don't care, it's improper. Do not ask him. That is oppressive work. Rav Avigdor Nebensal, in the Sichos to Sefer Vayikra, page 326, asks, Why is that oppressive work? If you wanted it hot... That's something proper to ask their, your servant. So if you don't care, why is it then? Why does it then become oppressive work? Explains Rav Nebensal that this law is not to protect the servant from oppressive work. It's to protect you from becoming an oppressor. Uh, uh, everybody is created in the divine image, in the Salam Elohim. And you would not ask someone created in the image of the King of Kings to do unnecessary work. If the work is necessary, well, then that's that's how things go. You, you do, somebody has to do it. But if it's unnecessary, it's just it's, if it's just busy work that is dismissive to other people. This law is to protect you from be- gaining this attitude in which you're dismissive to other people. You treat them like they aren't important. You treat it Salam Elohim like they're not important. That is what this law is trying to to uh, to avoid. It's a protection for you so that you do not co- reach the point where you lack Yeras Hashem. That's why the end of the Pesach is because it is a lack of Yeras to treat other people dismissively. Number five, divine relationship. After describing the role of a servant, of a Jewish servant, the Torah concludes in Vaikra, because Klal Yisrael, Bnei Yisrael are servants to Hashem, they are my servants, that I took them out of Egypt. Why does the Torah repeat it? Bnei Yisrael are servants to Him, they are my servants. The Chazin Yecheskel, in his introduction to Nida, says this is a two-pronged statement. The first prong, is talking about B'nai Yisrael, that we want to be Hashem's servant. That is our desire to serve Hashem. And Avodahem is that Hashem chooses us, that we choose Him, and, and He chooses us in a mutual relationship.